This is the Changemaker Forum Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number eight of the Changemaker Forum Podcast. My name is Jeremy Brown, founder of Startups Give Back and your host for today's episode. In this episode, I chat with Travis Wentworth and Josh Alexander, the co-founders of Deed It Forward, a San Francisco-based company that's changing the world one good deed at a time. The three of us get into how Deed It Forward got its start, how the duo hustled their way to get news coverage, and a lot more. So, buckle up and enjoy the episode. Josh, Travis, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeremy. Yeah, thanks, Jeremy, for having us. Uh, my pleasure. Yeah, thanks. All right, so before we get into Deed It Forward, what I'd like to do is take a step back and learn more about you two. So, Travis, let's start with you. Can you give a little introduction of who you are and how you got to this point? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm uh, trained as an environmental engineer. That's where I met Josh in college. Um, I got a background um, as being an entrepreneur. Uh, ever since I was young, ever from a from my first paper route to owning a handyman business to a construction company to um, now a mobile app uh, tech company. So um, always had a, a strong desire to to help out in the community and uh, get involved. Um, always liked volunteering and um, you know helping out um, my neighbors especially to the handyman business. And that's uh, kind of where Josh and I met. Um, we saw this need to, you know, have technology that allows us to, you know, help out your neighbors. We didn't see a lot of that going on. So um, that's where we started d Forward together. Josh, over to you. Yeah, yeah. So like Travis said, well, my name is Josh, and I'm the, you know, chief integrator, I guess you could say, operating officer at d Forward. Um like Travis was saying, you know, we were both studying in uh, environmental engineering up in college at Humboldt State University, and uh, sort of to get through, you know, to pay our way through college, we we had this handyman business where we'd have these clients, uh, you know, we go and do handyman services for and all those good things. And uh, during that time, I was also volunteering with, you know, some organizations through school, like Engineers Without Borders. Uh, some community organizations for like gardening and energy sustainability. And uh, so Travis and I, we worked really well together. We had a great time doing that handyman business and also, you know, going through school, doing a bunch of projects together. And uh, so we, we recognize, you know, we we work really well together and we enjoy doing, you know, this kind of entrepreneurial type stuff. So after college, kind of went our separate ways and uh, we saw, you know, started using all these apps that are really, improving our lives, you know, like Airbnb, Uber, and all that stuff. And we really kind of wanted to do something similar with a tech company and, you know, focus on what we were uh, familiar with, what we knew, and that was kind of like going back to the handyman stuff. So we came together and said, hey, you know, there's really no app out there that kind of just gives you a good communication, gives you a good channel to let you find all the opportunities to just help out, help people out volunteer and just you know find people that might need help in your neighborhood and connect with them so we did you know we did a little research and uh really put our money together got some money raised and went at it and just made the jump and went full full blown to create this product 
how much money did you end up raising in those early days? Yeah, so early on uh, with the concept, the idea, and uh, all the things in place, we we were managed to raise about a hundred thousand. And was a hundred thousand? Yeah, I, I think total we raised now. I think it's up to like one. With the money that we personally put in, it's probably one eighty something like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we've we've stretched that hundred k out for about two years and we've been really, uh, I guess, gritty with it. You know, uh, making it run as long as we can, and also you know getting a lot done with it. I would say Travis and I have been really diligent about you know how we spend the money and making sure that every you know everything we do is aligned with how we're gonna you know make the best product get the features that we want included and get it to market that's exactly how it should be done right bootstrapping and then yeah. sure you're stretching out your money yeah you gotta be really gritty yeah. man <laughs> quite expensive if you don't do it any other way <laughs> yeah. it can be very expensive now yeah i think you guys are are, are doing it the right way me you know me personally it's kind of funny as engineer, you know, Travis and I are both engineers, so it's kind of it's frustrating in a way because when you put a product out there, as an engineer, you want it to be you know the top notch thing you can make. But a lot of the time, that's 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 not really the best way to do it, honestly. You want to put out you know your minimum viable product and test it out in the market and adjust because you have to constantly iterate and update your product to make sure that you're fitting your niche and finding what you you know the best way to apply all these features to it. Now we'll get into DDIT forward in a second, but you mentioned, uh, so the minimum viable product. So I'm curious, what were some of the, the lessons that you learned early on when you first released, you know, your first MVP? Yeah. <laughs> I think um, we got a funny story for that, right? <laughs> Being on the, yeah. the news, <laughs> you can go ahead and tell it, Josh. Yeah. So uh, when we brought our MVP to market, uh, we managed to land a really great interview and segment on a local Bay Area news channel. Um, so this this segment reached thousands of people, and in a very short amount of time after this thing aired, we saw thousands of downloads, and people were sort of sort of uh, flocking to use the app. Uh, so this is a great, you know, it's kind of like our great aha moment where you would be like, okay, this is going to work. People want to use this. And so Travis and I really got ready okay we're going to see you know we saw the the all of the profiles being built in the app and everybody's starting to use it and we're like, all right get ready there's going to be a lot of people that you know are going to want to have people come and do good deeds for them which was going to be great but it turns out instead of uh we have having an overflow of people asking for help i guess we had the exact opposite thing happen so all these all these people that were signing up to use the app downloading it and using it were waiting to help people, which was great. It was it was a great thing to see. You know, we had all these users that just wanted to go out and do what they saw us doing on the news segment, which was going out and helping people. Um, <laughs> so, of course, we had to pivot a little bit and change our, you know, how we uh, marketed and. Well, yeah, the, the problem with that was there was nothing on the map, so it was completely yeah. blank. Like. It looked like no one was using the app, even though we had, you know, I think we had like 4,000 people downloaded it like over a weekend and they opened it up and there's nothing to do on there. So we were like, crap, <laughs> we better get some opportunities for these people to, you know, and get involved with the community. Okay. Yeah, I have we, to... we just, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like it was bare bones either. There was a lot of people posting stuff, but definitely not enough to, uh, you know, facilitate all the people that signed up to help. 
I have to know, how did you end up on the local news? That's like the holy grail for an early stage. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. How <laughs> yeah, did we? I think really... we just wrote some press releases. And honestly, um, you know, we just, yeah, I think we just wrote a press release and I sent it yeah. to them on LinkedIn or something. And they were like, hey, we're, we're want to come next week and come see what you're doing. And we're like, wow, that's quick. And then they showed up and spent like the whole day with us. And the segment yeah, is really cool. awesome. Like it's pretty cool. We're like, wow, I didn't. But since then, yeah, it's been like, where, 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 where's the rest of the news? Where'd they go? <laughs> so hopefully, we'll get on again. Right. Yeah, that was a that was a big, big. Uh, it was great, big break for us. It was kind of like, I don't know. They we sent we like Travis said, we just sent out a press release and they jumped on it. And they showed up. Actually, that's the second it, it, one, too. We were on a, another news channel up north, oh, yeah, and they did right. a full segment and went through the app. And that was early on. When we um, were, were pretty early still, but they, they did a good story on us, too. So um, something to check out. Pretty cool. We were very appreciative. Awesome. Did you source yeah. that from LinkedIn, too? No, that I one was, remember. Um, I think we just, we just reached out via, you know, their email contact on the website. You know, okay. news stories, email here, uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, actually, what happened there was we got published in a local newspaper or like a um, blog, online blog or something. And then from there, we sent that to the news station and they decided they wanted to cover it. So um, a little different angle, but pretty much same idea, just cold calling them and, and they they like the idea. So, you know, success. Yeah. That's a smart strategy. So using a third piece, a third party piece of content to essentially uh, pique the interest of the local news. That's smart. Yeah, right. We, yeah. we figured so, they yeah. could write it better than we could. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get into Deed It Forward. So let's talk about what it is and how it works. Yeah, um, I guess I'll answer the beginning of that. Maybe Josh can uh, talk more about the future of where it's going. But at first, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say like where we came up with the idea and what it's intended to do. Um, essentially, you know, like like we said, we were, um, you know, doing the handyman business thing and uh, had all these clients and would sometimes, you know, drive all the way across town to like put basically put in a light bulb for somebody. And it's like, really, you could have someone in your neighborhood would have been willing to do that for you. Um, and you wouldn't have to have us come all the way across town. So, um, like I said, it wasn't uh, like an immediate light bulb that turned on it was uh, about a year later i was living in la josh was living in uh, the bay area and you know i we had you know saved up a little bit of money and we're thinking about starting a company and um you know we decided let's stick to what we know and and that was what we knew so uh we wanted to make an app that you know makes it easy to do one good deed a day type of thing and um from there um i recognized that when i would you know pull over and help someone on the side of the road, for example, because I was personally trying to do one good deed a day um, throughout this time period. So I'd pull over to help somebody on the side of the road, for example, and I wouldn't know what they needed or, you know, if they needed gas or, uh, or a jump or, or, or whatever it was. And when I would help them, let's say I had gas in the back of my car, super easy, super simple. They're very appreciative. A lot of the times they would try to, to pay me money and I would, kind of feel like that would kill the whole purpose for me doing the good deed. I don't need five, 10 bucks. I did it because I wanted to help you out and it makes me feel good. And that's 
um, you know, the true reason. So, um, and so we, we integrated this concept where instead of, you know, um, just doing good deeds and kind of splitting ways, the other person could donate money to the nonprofit or charity of your choice. So it's kind of a double, two birds with one stone. You help somebody in your community and you raise money for charity at the same time. So that concept, we, we kind of pitched around to some nonprofits. We talked to some of the advisors we had on board at the time. They said, this is a great idea. I think it's going to work. Um, we looked at some, you know, statistics and research in the country showing, you know, uh, nonprofits are still using walkathons. They sell candy bars and have car washes and things like, why not give them a tool um, use mobile app technology. Everybody's used to it. Makes it more convenient and efficient, and allow people to raise funds in the community by doing good deeds. So we started there, and then after we were on the news, we had 4,000 what we call beaters, and no good deeds for them to do. So we realized maybe you know getting people to ask for help isn't going to be as easy as we thought. So what we did next was went around and started talking to nonprofits. We've been doing that for about a year now. And the response was amazing. Just immediately. We, we felt, I felt like we stumbled on this, you know, huge problem that we didn't really knew no existed. And, uh, what it was, was, you know, there, that volunteering rates in the country have been falling for the last uh, 10 years, at least at about 2% per year. Um, a lot of these nonprofits are looking for new tools to engage you know, younger audiences and to recruit new volunteers. So from there, we said, okay, let's let's get as many you know like-minded or I should say, um, good fit nonprofit organizations that have opportunities that our users want to see. And we, we were finding that our users are you know usually millennials between 25 and 35 that you know have have a job and they have a college education, but they're looking for a little bit more, you know, purpose in their daily routine. They wouldn't mind doing a good deed a day. And um, they, they already might volunteer. They're already involved with nonprofit organizations, but they wouldn't mind having a little bit more convenience and using this on their phone, finding one place that they could do all this um, more conveniently. So that's basically what we've, built it's uh you know it's a one-stop shop so that like uh you know the way that i look at it is before uh if i'm having a bad day or if i had a or if i got a bonus at work that day i can open up my phone and figure out you know how do i spread the love how do i you know make myself feel better by helping others how do i um you know do something give back to the community and not just one or the other because there's a lot of apps out there you know for volunteering there's a couple apps out there for um you know doing good deeds but there's really not one place where you can kind of channel um all these things together at once so we're working with you know uh, businesses you know socially conscious businesses that um are willing to um sponsor these connections and who might be willing to you know match some some donations so if i connect with the boys and girls club do a uh you know go over there and volunteer Maybe my employer or a, or a like-minded business might be willing to you know sponsor that connection. So again, it's like what we said before: you're doing, you're killing two birds with one stone. You're volunteering and you're finding a, a business to to match your your you know you're doing the work and they're providing a little bit of funds to just to make to sweeten up the deal. So you're fundraising while you're doing good in the community. 
and that's that's essentially what we what we've uh, got right now and what we're um, enhancing right now and then we've got a, a bunch of other features that we plan on adding in the near future Josh has been doing all the UI and uh, we have another person doing some UX development and just working to to make it the most convenient and efficient tool to get these things done and um, uh, we're hoping from the feedback we've seen with all the nonprofits we're working with and um, the feedback we've seen from you know the people that are downloading it and, and love the concept and the idea that it really takes off and um, we can facilitate, you know, a, a channel of communication for people to, to find these opportunities. And that's, that's pretty much it. Before we kick it over to you, Josh, to talk about the, the future of the Edith Ford, uh, the last time you, uh, us three got on the phone and chatted, you showed me uh, basically kind of a, a newer version of the, the app. Was that version 2.0? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's what we have in the pipeline, I guess is uh the designs are being i guess finalized and we're getting ready and really excited to start building this thing yeah that so yeah that was version 2.0 what are some of the things in that version that you're really excited about oh man i mean there's a lot there's especially we've we've added a whole um web-based panel for nonprofits to kind of uh you know put volunteer opportunities on the mobile app for our users to see and engage with it also allows like you know, them to track some basic analytics on people that might be signing up to volunteer and all that. Um, but from the user side, from like a day-to-day person who wants to just use the app to, you know, see if their neighbor needs help or see if there's a nonprofit in the area that needs some help. I'm really excited about just the, the, sim- the new version is going to be so easy and so simple to use that it's going to make it like, you know, really efficient to connect with people especially and and you know if they have an urgent need or they really need your help like for example with all the fires that have been happening up in northern california the car fire and disasters and the mendocino complex fires uh we've been travis and i and uh some of our team we've been tracking those those disasters pretty closely and seeing that all the people that are affected are really struggling to get help a lot of them even when you have like organizations like you know nonprofits up there that are doing their best, uh, there's really they're really relying on like Craigslist and Facebook group chats to to find help. It's not the most effective and efficient way to do it. So I'm really excited to you know get this built so that it's a it's a really resourceful tool to get into the hands of the people that really need the most help which are people you know that are affected by these natural disasters and that's re- really excites me i mean we've talked with uh, a couple a lot of people actually up there who just kind of heard about the fires they're living you know 100 miles away from the fires but they heard about them and they just left to go help people uh you know maybe they didn't have a real good plan to go but they just wanted to take off and go help and once they got there they found it was kind of a cluster mess there's no real fast-tracked, organized way to find people to help, especially if you just want to, like, you know, you got, well, I don't know, you pack up your truck full of blankets, food, and water, and you got all these supplies. How do you find the ways to get these to the people that need them? Um, so those are, you know, those are the applications I'm really excited about and really motivated. That really motivates me to get this thing, you know, as best it can to push out um and then we also have some of the some of the new features that we've included are like 
So now it used to be like, you know, you request a deed and people respond and come connect with you. But now you can offer a deed. So you can offer things that you have in excess or that you're willing to, you know, help people out with. Like, hey, I have a, I have an extra lawnmower. Like if someone needs help with yard work, you can let people know now, not just that you need some, you know, assistance, but that you're, you have these resources, you have these abilities to help people out. Uh, so that's a cool function feature that we're adding in. We're also adding in um, this superhero theme, which is really exciting and fun. Uh, we were playing with the idea that, you know, doing all these, what, what is the whole kind of, uh, feel of the app when you're using it, when you're helping people. It's kind of like, you know, not to sound too uh, corny or anything, but it's, you know, you kind of feel like a, a neighborhood superhero. So we want you to feel like this is kind of like a tool to empower you to just go out and help people and get help too, because really it takes a lot of, uh, I want to say, courage is coming along. It, it takes a lot of uh, ambition to, you know, ask people for help too and it's you're really a hero for doing that any any you know anything else than anything else so um, yeah so yeah those are probably the features i'm most excited about awesome and what's the eta do you have an eta in mind at least for the uh, the launch of uh, version 2.0 yeah i would uh, i would put a, a time on it of about six yeah, we're we're trying to do it in phases, though. I mean, it's not going to be just a uh, one update. It'll be in phases where we, you know, add a couple features here and, you know, uh, keep the – we don't want to just have our users turn it on one day and the whole thing's different. It'll it'll be a, you know, a, you know slow morph, I guess, into what we want it to soon become. So, yeah, but six weeks is the time, time frame that we've gotten from our developer team. Yeah. So one question that I love asking the people that I interview um, is this one. As it relates to your experiences, as well as your work with Deed It Forward, what is one problem in the world that you believe is worth solving and why? Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, There's a lot of problems. I mean, we've got problems (laughs) with the nonprofits. We've got problems just with, you know, um, kind of, I think our society has kind of lost the tribal um, community connectivity that we once had. And that's something that we, we kind of want to change. And we think technology is the answer. Um, yeah, I would, and, I would add to that too and say, uh, you know, the, the way that people are interacting now is, is becoming more and more oriented around, you know, mobile devices and social media profiles. So, I mean, recognizing this, Travis and I, kind of discovered that there is really no widely used platform that allows you to just find, like you said, all the opportunities to help others in your community, to volunteer with nonprofits, to fundraise for causes and charities that you care about. Uh, There's, you know, pieces of these features with different platforms, but not a lot of people are bringing these elements together. And so we're really kind of just solving all those problems by just making one centralized place where you can go to just, you know, having a good day, I'm having a bad day. I don't, I just want to help out. I just want to see if there's anybody or any organization around me that could use my help and feel good. You know, it really makes you feel good when you help out. So, yeah, it's great. Yeah. The way that I feel it, I don't really, um, although you go on Facebook and I've got a lot of friends on there, like nonprofit friends and people that are doing good things, um, 
I don't get a warm and fuzzy feeling when I go on Facebook and we think that, you know, this type of um, good deed community or movement deserves its own platform. And yeah. we're not seeing too many others providing this, this service. So that's really the biggest um, problem. But then, you know, we've got, a, you know, the, the issues within nonprofits that are, you know, they're, the attrition rates that are going up, we've got, you know, um, lack of technology. A lot of nonprofits are still using email. So we're hoping to solve uh, a whole list of problems by providing this, um, this place for people to go. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I don't get a, a warm, fuzzy feeling going off Facebook either nowadays. <laughs> a lot of negativity. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, I well, I mean, even, even kind of, I don't know if you use Nextdoor which is kind of a community neighborhood uh, connection app, but there's, I, you know, I have a next door with my neighborhood and there's a lot of negativity on there too. It's kind of <laughs> frustrating. Yeah. yeah we're, hoping, we're hoping to kind of take out the, the social media part of it. We want there to be, right. you know, friends and, and, and a community, but it's not a place to just say anything negative. It's just a place to help people and, and show opportunities, not, you know, gossip there's no we we're if you put gossip on there we're going to delete it if you put um negativity on there we're just going to get rid of it. it's just opportunities to help and that's it's simple easy and, and people that want to see that should be able to go to one place see it right when they open it up and put it away and take it back out whenever they they feel and it's not like they have to sift through what their neighbor's doing or what their you know friend ate for breakfast or what somebody's wedding photos, you know, you, you should have a place where it's just, boom, here's how I can help. Right. It's a platform for action. Exactly. All right. So one, another question that I enjoy uh, asking the social entrepreneurs that I talk to uh, is this, and it's, it, it, it basically, it, you know, going back all the way when you first had the initial idea of Beat It Forward until now, what are some things that you, what's some advice that you would give somebody who wants to create a social good company or a social enterprise, if you will, of their own? What are some of the lessons that you learned and that you believe that every person who wants to go down this path should know? For me, I think it's, even though it's a, so, I mean, it might be a great idea and it might be something that you feel can change the world, but it still has to follow all of the, laws of business, you know, and, and having a startup. Um, and then, I don't know, what do you have, Josh? I think that's yeah, what I, I Yeah, I agree with that. I think you're going off like you still, even though you it's a good product, it's going to help humanity, it's going to do all these good things, you still got to sell it, and people are not going to jump on it just because of those reasons. Most of the time, there's some people out there that are really inspired and motivated by those reasons, but, yeah, a lot of times, if you know you, you're so inspired by this maybe product that could change people and humanity for the better but it doesn't mean you're not going to have to get up there and sell it hard just like any other startup company um yeah and then i would there was a fine line you have to, to walk on to still follow what everybody else is doing and then what you'd like to do <laughs> so you know yeah yeah well, i mean one thing i've really learned too and it seems kind of basic but I just don't be afraid to just make decisions. It sounds really basic, but 
while doing this company with Travis, um, I've really learned that it could be quite easy to get delayed in any like aspect of the business because you're just constantly wondering, or at least I am, is this the right decision and how is this going to affect us over you know this amount of time? Da 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 da. But um, the delay of not making a decision really hurts you more than anything else. So uh, yeah, just make it. You know, decisions are hard to make a lot of the time, especially in your business. But you just got to make them, and if it's a bad one it's going to be okay. I mean, you always, if it's a bad decision, you always have the opportunity to learn from it and correct it. So it's usually not the end of the world, but it really hurts you when you don't, you know, you kind of just delay on making a decision. It kind of slows down everything for everybody, especially if you got people waiting on you and, you know, people that are working for you. Yeah. That's a a great, that's a great point. So just a quick little story on that. So, you know, before I, I started uh, Changemaker Forum and, and this podcast, you know, I was going back and forth. Should I start a podcast? Should I not? I don't know. And it wasn't until I finally said, you know what, I'm just going to do it, jump in and, and see what happens. And now we're, what, eight episodes into it now, and I'm having a blast doing it. And so that's just an example of just make the decision to actually do it and then see what happens. And yeah. then, you know, obviously measure. And if it's not working out, pivot. If it, you know, if, if you lose passion or drive for it, then switch to something else. Yeah, right. I'm no, glad right. you did. I, I've listened to a couple and they're, they're pretty good. <laughs> so good Thank job. you. I, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm trying. Yeah. They're very, congrats, I didn't know you were eight episodes in, man. Congratulations. Yeah. You guys are episode number eight. All right. <laughs> so we're moving Favorite on. number. <laughs> Next stop, 100. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sure you're well on your way, man. Like it's, I've been listening with Travis and to the other podcast you had, and they're really good. Thank you. Appreciate really it. Really entertaining. Yeah. It's good. It gives us a little more, um, you know, motivation to hear all the other people that are in, kind of in the social entrepreneur space and motivated by, you know, doing good for others. So it's really great. Thank you. you know, that's the exactly forum is really good with that topic. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly why I'm doing it. There's so many amazing folks like yourselves that are doing some really cool things that you know the mainstream media needs to know about, and just people in general need to know about. So I'm, I'm I've taken it on as my mission for this podcast to really uh, kind of elevate people's uh, awareness around the, the activities that they're doing or, and the initiatives that they're they're pursuing. So uh, yeah, that's exactly why I formed this uh, podcast. Yeah, well, I'm subscribed. <laughs> Yes, that's one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, in terms of Deed It Forward, you know, what's the the grand vision for the company? You, know, you guys are still in the early stages, and you know, there's a lot of of growing pains. That's that's kind of inevitable in the startup world. But what's what's the vision? You know, what what are you guys trying to accomplish long term? Well, we we often joke that we want to control every good deed that's done in the city. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well, um, what we are looking to do is really, um, you know, change the perception that asking for help is a sign of weakness, bring back the tribal um, community that we kind of have strayed away from as society, um, and then incorporate as many new tools as possible to make, um, to give nonprofits and, and people looking to do good in the community the tools that they need to um, compete with um, tech, technology companies like, you know, uh, you have Uber and, and 
uh, you know, like you said, Airbnb and you have uh, let go and all these apps that make everything else super convenient. We want to provide the same kind of service for helping out. And, and, and that's what we're aiming to do. And uh, we want to be at the top of the game for, for doing that. Um, that's, that's our vision and our mission. And as, as, we move forward, you know, obviously um, we are willing to adapt and, and move with the times and, and bring on uh, the technology that uh, is coming out. But uh, the, the end result will be a, uh, you know, real industry leader that's for helping others and, and volunteering. Yeah. Yeah. I think a huge one there is obviously changing that perception that you know asking for help is not a sign of weakness not at all but we've somehow developed this stigma that it you know it is which is totally wrong and so i would you know i would hope that in the future that you know you, by using this platform you kind of get a sense like hey yeah actually that was really fun and really a rewarding experience that i you know put you know put this opportunity out there someone picked it up and came and helped me um one of the things what I like, what got me really excited too, because like like uh, we were saying, when I moved to the Bay Area, I moved there for my career, and I really didn't know anybody. I had like uh, no social group or community base, so I was just you know doing the the general nine to five, go to work, drive you know commute to work, go have you know do work, come back, uh, make some dinner, watch some TV, and go to bed, and just repeat. And there was uh, no real way for me. Well, I guess, you know, there was no convenient way for me to kind of just reach out to people, connect with them, and uh, go out and just, you know, feel better about myself. And the best way to do that is just by helping people. So uh, developing this product, that's where I see it going is like, hey, you know, there's a lot of people that were just probably experiencing the same thing I was uh, all around the country and all around the world probably too. So now you can like on your way to work for example you could turn on the app and see oh there's someone that needs my help like right you know they need a quick feed right right on my way to work i can stop by help them and uh, make even a meaningful connection like when we got on the news and we got all these deeds popping up obviously not enough but i was able to do i think about six or seven good deeds with the app and they were you know some some of the funnest times I've ever had I, I you know I've met people and we did all kinds of stuff from like moving furniture some people needed food and uh some this one woman needed me to help she needed help setting some mouse traps which is kind of funny <laughs> but all of those experiences were really fun and really uh rewarding and you know we exchanged phone numbers we still keep in contact she texted me the picture of the rat that she caught <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and uh you know I got this guy we helped him I helped him move he had a bad really bad back and he needed help moving some furniture out so i just showed up and it was like i don't know it was like 10 minutes i helped him out and uh his daughter texted me thanking me like the most sincere text message i think i've ever gotten and i really you know gave a real warmth to my heart and i feel like that could be just a you know a click away with what we're building and can really make a lot of people feel good and it can get a lot of people the help that they might you know be needing that's amazing last question for both of you where can people learn more about yourselves as well as deed it forward 
I think yeah, I mean so, they uh, can go to dataford.com and they can download the app on the App Store, the Google Play Store. Um, they, me and Josh both have LinkedIn. You can find us on our our website. Um, I think uh, LinkedIn is probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. Yeah, uh, for the most part, you just go to dataford.com. Uh, we have contact phone number, contact email on there. You shoot us whatever you. It, all those things go directly to Travis and I. So. That would be the best way to learn more about it. We got an about us section. We got a section up there with all the articles and news pieces that have been done. Um, and yeah, so that's the best way, dataforward.com or download it on the app store and try it out. Perfect. Travis, Josh, thank you so much for joining me. I had a blast. Uh, I'm really looking forward to what you guys are doing with dataforward. You know, we, like I like I mentioned earlier, we've had a couple of conversations now and Every single time I talk to you guys, I'm, I get more excited about what you're trying to build, and you know I'm I'm 100 behind it. So uh, I just appreciate you guys jumping on the podcast. Oh, thank for you, sure, man. Thank that's, you so that's much. That's great to hear. Come, yeah, it's really coming really from you too. To it means a lot, man. We really like what you're doing, and I mean, you've made I mean awesome progress. I mean, we're every time we take a look at what you're up to, it's pretty um pretty impressive. So uh, it's great to hear, and yeah. we hope to you know work with you any way we can. Absolutely, thank you guys yeah, so much. Very, yeah, thanks, Jeremy. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Changemaker Forum podcast. I hope you got a lot of value out of this episode. If you did, it would be amazing if you shared it on your favorite social network, whether that's LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, or something else. So with that being said, stay tuned for the next episode.